So we're rolling. And how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. You sound so sleepy. <laughs> I'm not sleepy. It's just, it's very late here. So, oh man, so late. 7 p.m. Yeah, so late. Oh no. <laughs> uh, well, I've had a, a nice, fun, productive morning. Uh, and I'm sure it'll escape me by the time it turns 7 p.m. over here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm never sleepy. I get up at 6 and go to bed at 10. So. Oh, that's nice. Do you? Yeah, you drink coffee. Do I? So you, yeah. you don't get sleepy? No, coffee doesn't really do anything for me. Oh, I just that must it, be nice. I just drink it for the taste, <laughs> you know. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> it's my life source. It's fine. <laughs> No, but I don't do anything like Starbucks because that's way too expensive. No, I haven't been to Starbucks in over a year. Definitely pre-COVID. Uh, it always seems like the marker for um, expenses that no longer matter, I guess. Hmm. Like once you invest in a quality coffee machine or get one for a gift like I did um it it ceases to be a necessity but also I'd rather just support local mom and pop shops before I go to a Starbucks so I'm down for the experience more than the um what you get from it you know Mm, yeah I would say they're mom and pops <laughs> I mean, maybe some moms and pops own Starbucks, but no, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, they're just way too expensive. Um, I do know yeah. they kind of folded in Italy and Australia that they just basically couldn't break through. Yeah, I, I can't see how. Doesn't Italians have their own like specialty, like the way that they do things? Yeah, pretty much. It's very classic, espresso, straight into the veins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's another funny story about Italy because a lot of of villages are dying out because they're just so old. Mm -hmm. And a lot of local governments have decided to auction off homes and saying that they only only cost one one euro, which is is about $1.24, maybe Mm $1.15. I don't know exactly. And a lot of people like got involved and they felt kind of cheated because they didn't know that it was an auction. They thought they were just being sold off, but the starting price was $1. <clears throat> and most of the houses ended out at around, I want to say like a couple thousand maybe, which is still pretty cheap for like a, a home in Italy. So it's yeah. not a lot of money. <clears throat> and so a lot of these houses got renovated and then it turned out that the government didn't actually find out who all the owners were. And so they assumed that these homes were abandoned. And then some family member found out, like, hey, like, why are you in my mom's house? <laughs> and they were just auctioned off. And they didn't bother to contact the relatives. <clears throat> so now oh. a lot of these people are being sued. And some of them have to return the homes or be compensated by the government. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, that almost lines up with the article that I had read. Um, it's a little bit different from what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. I... The article I read, it it wasn't an auction, but it was all run through um, 
like this one of the cities oh I couldn't even tell you there were so many of them that I was looking through it was like 10 different cities in Italy where a lot of younger people were moving out to go to the cities um which makes sense in terms of amenities and what we're looking in modern mm-hmm. day like mm-hmm. convenience uh but yeah they were being sold for a dollar through the government and then um it was with the promise to renovate within a year yeah so they they had to spend of course the money and then the licensing and title and all that stuff like it costs you know a couple what i imagine was the same amount of money you're saying which was a couple thousand but then it was like with the promise of coming back and 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 renovating it so that this way mm-hmm. it, it could build up you know especially with younger people younger families you know get yeah get, pretty get much it going again <laughs> yeah they do the same they've been doing the same thing in greece i believe but that would be devastating i'm just saying like to have put what uh, sure only a couple of thousand up front but then to invest a couple yeah. like maybe a hundred thousand renovating it yeah and that's what i've heard too and find somebody knocking on your door like oh by the way this wasn't there's the cell like mm. oh that would wreck <laughs> me <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> that's why i'm not moving to italy <laughs> greece will do then greece will do <laughs> i would definitely take up that offer in greece uh i'd say you know like the whole eat pray love journey i i wouldn't do italy or india i don't remember the third place she went to what was the point of that whole movie or book i don't remember uh personal discovery personal love like taking the time to rediscover who you are because like the character herself had gotten lost in her marriage and supporting her Mm -hmm. marriage you know she was like an established in her career but he kept changing careers every (laughs) he stayed in school (laughs) and then he would switch careers every time he jumped into the career market Hmm. Uh, so she kind of just was like oh you're never gonna be content with how you are or with me and so I think I need to just get a divorce because I'm not happy just supporting you for the last what 20 years 14 years whatever um (laughs) and so she yeah she just picked up she cashed in whatever money she had to go on this big journey and I think she was the whole purpose was to write the book Mm. um but through you know like I said self-identity self-love blah 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 blah. (laughs) sounds like fight club well, the whole point is to speak of it, though. So, in a way, uh, you're wrong. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was about really capitalizing on her experience, which it worked because it was a book and then a movie, so it was very meta. <laughs> but I, I, the way that she experienced India had led a lot of, I'm gonna say, demographically white American females to go off and explore that country because of how she presented it in the movie. Um, so a lot of mm-hmm. people are just like, oh, this is the type of experience I'm going to have without doing really any research or um, really putting up a high romanticized expectation. <laughs> well, that's but, pretty, Yeah, that's what happens when you fetishize and <clears throat> romanticize about about the east which is very common yeah a lot of people generally refer to you know east asia as being very exotic or the Mm. orient so india belongs to that i believe um that makes sense i don't know like i don't know if i want to backpack through india 
yeah it's not my it's not my first choice i mean of course um yeah i'm sure they're still going through it right now so probably not the best time anyway uh but no greece, time is like always, the present. <laughs> greece is always <laughs> Yes, while there's no hospitals available in case of emergencies, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, I would say that Greece has always been it for me. Uh, originally, for mythology purposes, like it'd be nice to go through all of the, you know, the old, the old spots. <laughs> yeah, for all of those um, like stories. The yeah yeah it would be really nice to kind of go over it but I mean in truth now I'd probably not feel the same way like it'd be nice just for the history standpoint but not in a romantic sense anymore just because I feel um I've been listening to okay I am Mm -hmm. I listen to podcasts before I listen to or go to watch movies and and tv anymore at this point uh but it feels like some of the podcasts I've heard from the original um, myths revolved around the gods and goddesses, they were not great. It, it sounded like superior humans uh, who really put themselves on a pedestal, who took advantage of not only each other, but humans. It sounds and, like blasphemy. Like lower beings. And um, rape is so common. Yeah. And definitely um, common and in- it's it, it's disturbing because it's like oh women already have it hard but then if you're too beautiful or if you are too pure uh you're even more subjected to ridicule so it's like if you're not a married off old hag <laughs> <laughs> you're not safe <laughs> and so it's just like oh history already has like this whole premise around treating women like they're secondhand or um, objects to be um to to be owned <laughs> uh so it's just like listening to some of those stories doesn't sound like how how could everybody get on board with this you know um i, I like the idea of multiple gods and serving individual purposes uh in terms of just like religiously it makes a little nicer like oh i could choose to worship the sun god uh or i could choose to worship the moon because i feel more um tethered to it but uh the stories revolving around it are obscene and um depressing <laughs> mm, you mean poly- polytheism uh yeah you have two yeah so you have two main camps so you have poly and monotheism mm-hmm. uh i think polytheism makes a lot more sense than monotheism because in monotheism you have you have one being responsible for everything mm-hmm. um whereas in polytheism you have multiple beings responsible for multiple things yeah <clears throat> uh yeah rape is pretty common in a lot of those things especially from zeus he comes down as a yeah. swan i believe yeah and uh yeah rapes a lot of people <laughs> to, to put it to put it bluntly yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty much what it is um, and then yeah being an adulterer and like cheating on his wife and then intentionally making her jealous and compete with other women to mm. um keep him amused and it, it yeah there's just a lot um and 
I didn't do any direct research right before this podcast, so we can move on from that. But uh, in general, Greece is just beautiful. I, I mean, it's the same with Italy, though. It's just like seeing the hillsides and seeing these people like build into the hillsides with all these houses and like really being able to give like each essentially row like this huge scenic view I, I just, I love it. I, I really, looking at Missouri being the plains of oh, America. Missouri, it's not that it's bad. Just, it's just so flat. <laughs> but you have, you have the arch and you have toasted raviolis <laughs> and. Keep going. Lewis, what else do we have? Lewis and Clark. Uh, uh, do we have Lewis and Clark or did we just take that from another city? No, no, we have them. We have them. Oh, um, so you don't believe that they actually started in Illinois? No, I don't. That's, that's oh, okay. Oh, that's the myth. I got you. I got you. <laughs> that's a myth to disparage against our race, the Missourian race. <laughs> <laughs> the Missourians. <laughs> yeah, oh. did you, uh, what is it? Let's just throw out some fun facts about Missouri. Uh, Gateway to the West. I, I think yeah. everybody knows that. But uh, what we would have preferred to see here instead of the arch is uh, a Disneyland. That would a have Disneyland. been really fun. No, Disney's terrible. No. What are you talking about? That would have been great. I, I would have preferred that over <laughs> one arch. Or just make it two arches and then just sell the whole city to McDonald's and call it a day. McDonald's. I missed that. But no, not Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss mcdonald's you don't have a mcdonald's over there it's not the same germany does it different no they actually they do it very differently but every mcdonald's does it different like they're they're adapted to the culture so what you find in like the u.s you won't find in like a german or a french mcdonald's they're completely different like the menus they provide <clears throat> also like the supply chain is also different there was i can't remember when there was like an outbreak or there was something, there was some video that was posted online about like this pink slime being put into like, uh, like oh, was it chemicals or something like that. I can't remember, but there was a video that went viral and it was a couple of years back and people like in Europe were freaking out saying like, oh, we don't want this in our food. And, <laughs> and they were trying to calm them and saying like uh, McDonald's doesn't get their So like McDonald's in Europe doesn't get its meat from the US. They get it from local sources. So oh, okay. like the, so the meat for like the hamburgers will come from like I don't know let's say some farm in northern Germany or or in the south or whatever, and the French will get their meat from like some French farm and the Spanish and so on and so forth, but it's oh. the, but like the meat isn't imported from the U.S. It's from completely different sources. So it's like the bread and all of that, or like in India for example, uh, most of them are Hindu, so mm -hmm. they can't eat cows. Right, right. That and makes some, sense. Yeah, so they don't sell hamburgers. They sell something, they sell an equivalent. I don't know if it's like a vegan burger, but they won't sell like beef burgers. Right, right. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, it won't sell. So why would you try? Yeah. <laughs> Just like how they keep making the fish fillet, trying to, like, they keep trying to make the fish fillet happen. And it's crazy that it's still on their menu because it it's not my jam. <laughs> no, no, I don't really like McDonald's. I, no, not really. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely just got a McChicken and uh, a Sprite from. It was just quick before we were recording, so don't shame me. <laughs> I don't. I don't shame. I just judge. But um. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, I would say like hands down, a McChicken is still the best processed chicken patty. 
that not, exists it's for not processed. a dollar. It's all fresh, freshly prepared. Oh yeah. Is that <laughs> I think everybody knows that you don't believe that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you know, uh yeah, no, it's fine. I don't want to rep for McDonald's. I worked there for five years and I think I paid my dues. And I worked there for two months. <laughs> honestly, it's like shameful food that I really shouldn't be eating, but it's convenient. <laughs> I can't I can't even eat it even though it's convenient because I just don't like the way it tastes. Um plus like fast food here is much more expensive. Like yeah, even- I mean I I don't think that it's worth it at any other price point. So whatever you experience. So are you saying like not the buns at your McDonald's? Uh, nothing's coming from the U.S. As far as I know, like, I don't work oh. there. So like, don't quote me, but yeah, I do go know work that there for like a month again and then go quit so that <laughs> we can do a full <laughs> review of a german-based mcdonald's versus a, a u.s mcdonald's <laughs> i mean it's like the, it's a lot of the stuff like they have like chicken mcnuggets and like the big mac and whatnot but yeah. i don't know it's nothing i really want to eat like i eat it and then half an hour later i feel hungry so then i wonder like why did i spend like 25 bucks for me and my wife to eat there so yeah i, I mean you could say that about all empty carbs it's just not not about financially pizza. worth it i also feel like even um so sure there's still a dollar menu that exists but i feel like the trend right now is that even like wendy's hardy's uh even taco bell they're they're only selling really their higher priced items or they've just raised their prices mm. because things have been looking more expensive lately. And it's just like, Ooh, I would rather drive away than pay this $25 for two sandwiches and a fry. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I, I guess mean, the worst part is, is that junk food is just always cheaper than like healthy food to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. There are these so-called like food deserts. I don't know if you've heard that term. Yeah. 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 And it's just a lot easier to like buy McDonald's or uh, then like eat healthy. <clears throat> and people have this concept, you know, because people are fighting with obesity and diabetes and this and that and all like food yeah. related illnesses. And one of the common solutions that have been proposed is levying a tax. So making it more expensive. They so, should. No, they shouldn't <laughs> because that's like the logic behind it. People think like if you make it more expensive, then people will eat it less, which, what is, which isn't true. Case oh. in point. When I moved here to Germany, cigarettes, I think for like 12 of them for a pack, it was around like five or six dollars. Yeah. And for the same pack, it's now it's ten dollars. <laughs> so it's gone oh, almost wow. almost almost a hundred percent. But people are still smoking. It's not like they're smoking less. And so you can make an analogy to uh like fast food. And there are two points is one, people are gonna still eat it, like no matter how expensive it is, because at that point, oh, yeah. for a lot of people, it's an addiction. And two. Uh, there are a lot of families who can't afford anything else and in some places that's the cheapest that they can afford maybe not now but historically speaking um it's been like available and very cheap and yeah and so by raising the prices on that uh you kind of i would say like punish the poor or punish people who can't afford anything else Mm. so i guess the only counterbalance to that is raise the prices on that, but then make, you know, produce and 
um, other deemable healthy items a little more accessible in pricing. I wouldn't I wouldn't tax junk food or like sodas or any of that because like I said people are still going to eat it so so it's not like it's not a deterrent it's like with anything you know like like for example like the death penalty to go to like to extreme case uh like people still you know do crimes that warrant that so it's not a deterrent so my my solution would not be to like put a tax on that but rather make uh, junk food uh, make like healthy food a lot cheaper by subsidizing it so like by giving the companies who produce that i don't know like a grant or something so that it's a lot cheaper that's how i would do it okay that in a way makes sense i would say um yeah that i mean that's a good solution i guess what in my mind it's more, I guess, radical. Like I can't just think about simple radical. steps without thinking about the whole process. And I'm just saying like um, making produce more available to, like you said, mm. those, what is it called? What is the term? Food desert. Food desert. Yeah. They, yeah. I remember the commercials where they were talking about that. Like, oh, do you feel like you're in a food desert? Do you feel like you don't have healthier items readily accessible? So like a big point is that we especially in america have been given um a food chart that isn't necessarily healthy um you mean the pyramid yeah the food pyramid it's not necessarily a a platform that produces a healthy diet in my opinion uh i think it was sold uh to help market cereals and um, more produce, uh, like more products that mm-hmm. have a long shelf life, and that it was all really for marketing. Uh, I don't truthfully believe that that's the right diet that people should be on. It's not necessarily the most natural. And so, I would say uh, we would need new marketing for what health is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would need incentives to buy the healthier food. And then we would, I would think that the tax taxing on the junk food would be necessary because I, I always go back to this one very random moment. So I never truly watched this show except mm-hmm. for one episode. And it was the teen moms, I believe. It was about okay. MTV or VH1. Yeah. And it was literally, the, they had just had their kid. Uh, they needed to eat. Uh, they only had a couple of dollars on them. I'm talking maybe three dollars and change and i've been there so (laughs) i know i know what i'm saying because it's always been there like in the back of my mind they said oh man i'm so hungry we can't even afford the dollar menu on mcdonald's Mm -hmm. and so they're scrounging up change for three dollars worth of food and that three dollars had they taken it into a cheaper grocery store would have allowed them to buy bread and it would have allowed them to buy smaller packs of meat. <laughs> they could have gotten some lettuce. That's $3 right there. <laughs> and that could have lasted them substantially longer. Or they could have produced more food in one sitting. Um, but people aren't taught how to spread their money mm-hmm. out to buy food. They're just, they think, like you said, that fast food is the only thing that's truly accessible to them. And they were probably brought up with parents who also then had that same routine. They would Mm. rather spend their last $3 on three McChickens if they could find the tax (laughs) than like, you know, buy a whole loaf of bread and potentially some peanut butter and jelly even. (laughs) So I I would just say um, people 
who are already spending recklessly are often the ones making those poor decisions. That would be my theory. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, there was that. That reminds me of um, a picture or- you sent me a couple months back when this whole like GameStop thing happened, where they lost all their money, like the, oh, the, the yeah. Wall Street bets. And then there was this meme, something about like maybe you should just like save more or like because the rich people they lost a lot of money because it just kind of crashed oh yeah it was sarcastic <laughs> yeah i can't remember what the exact wording was uh maybe you should just learn to like manage your money better or something yeah yeah that's, <laughs> like maybe you should just be more responsible with your money and not yeah. put everything in one financial <laughs> hole and like maybe you'll you know result in better better things next time like maybe you've learned your lesson something like that yeah <laughs> yeah but that's true yeah, I love it. I really love that. Yeah, what was who was I talking? Maybe it was my brother, Cameron. He mm-hmm. was uh he was talking about you know cryptocurrency and like how uh essentially like the Robinhood app and everything is the um the penny stocks of yeah. yesteryear, like in the eighties and nineties, you could buy penny stocks for pennies on the dollar and you would turn over a small profit but you're buying into a stock that's going to a larger company who's then taking your pennies and rolling it you know triple fold for their companies and that was like the whole purpose of wolf on wall street is that that guy was just like running himself into the ground doing a whole bunch of like illegal trading essentially um it's a very long movie and honestly I don't recommend it, but it was probably the closest understanding I got to why penny stocks came about and what was the purpose. And mm. it's funny to see like um, a modern version of that in our apps. And, you know, um, even what was it? It, it was Robin hood. I believe was yeah. the app. Um, yeah. Did you that, hear about the suicide connected to that? No, hold on though. Okay. <laughs> Get back to you about that because that sounds crazy. Uh, but it was just the whole point that they even had stocks in GameStop and oh, yeah. <laughs> they winded up uh temporarily um, shutting down their app after the whole GameStop fiasco. So that was really interesting. Um, anyway, what were you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh they didn't uh they didn't ban the app, they prevented you from buying or selling that stock but you could still use the app as far as i know but no oh, okay. there, there was a suicide connected to that exact app but that predates wow. the, the whole GameStop. and um he, he was really young the guy was like 19 20 21 22 so he was super young wow. and he had found this app and his friends had convinced him to you know like trade and he was doing pretty well and he used part of his student loans i think like 10 grand to invest in yeah, on the app and he invested in a stock and the, the app basically told him that he had lost all of his money and that he now owes around like $980,000. And he was freaking out because he was like, now I have like almost a million dollars in debt. and I'm not even like 25. And oh. he didn't know what to do. And apparently there had been like a, like a miscommunication or like a malfunction or something of the app. And the guy didn't actually owe anything. I mean, he had lost a bit of money, but he hadn't, he didn't owe like a million dollars, Whoa! but he, he, and he was trying to call customer support. He was sending mails. Um, and like, I think basically customer support said like, that's your problem or something along those lines. Right. Like and, to sum up. Yeah. And then he went out to like, I think like the train tracks and, you know, just, yeah. Ended his life. And then it turned out that like after his death, he didn't actually owe any of the money. And so now his family is suing that company i think like wrongful death or something mm. um 
so yeah i bet like yeah, that so would crazy. i mean <laughs> whew, that so that could bring us into the show that you actually watched and i watched it oh my god first of all i just have to say i'm so proud of you <laughs> like uh so i assume you watch a couple episodes of yeah. jupiter's legacy right yeah yeah uh i would say i think there's only six episodes total. eight eight oh, sorry it's sorry. a sequel to <laughs> it's a sequel to jupiter's ascending no, <laughs> he's joking on me because i got the titles mixed up before we started recording it's fine <laughs> no it was a really good series uh for the couple episodes i watched at least um it got a lot of bad reviews I think in part because a lot of people felt that it was very slow um, yeah. and not very action packed. If you compare it to something like from like Marvel or like Spider-Man or whatnot, um, that are a bit more fast paced. And yeah, it's, I thought it was basically about not so much about them being superheroes, like how do I use my powers to save the world, but more about viewing them from like a humane perspective, like what their personalities are like, what kind of problems they're going through. And that was the main focus for me, at least, of like mm-hmm. the series as them as people and then their powers and them being superhero were like completely secondary. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to, I think, like more traditional superheroes like Spider-Man, Hulk, whatnot, uh, them being superheroes is the main focus of the whole story. And then their private light kind of takes like a backseat to that. At least that's the way I feel it, because then you have like it's very action packed and um, there wasn't a lot of action uh, like in the traditional superhero sense you know of like buildings blowing up and like super monsters and whatnot uh, or super villains i mean um so yeah i thought it was very interesting <laughs> i'm so i'm sorry I, I i too agree with you i thought it was very interesting i thought the writing was a lot smart smarter it mm-hmm. didn't feel like they were rushing through it it felt very yeah. um smart in my opinion and that they were shedding a new formula and light on on the hero's perspective which really doesn't get um really viewed it's mostly Mm. like if you if you view the movies that have come out so far which i'd say i've watched at least 90 to 95 percent of them um it's more about the action or the coming of age more so than than anything else you could put out there in either a two-hour time or so on so then in comparison to the movies you have like the shows from cw uh mm. you know um green arrow flash and you know uh what is it legends of tomorrow <laughs> anyway yeah the ones that fell off <laughs> along the way there's quite a few of them honestly um so it's just like with with the cw shows you get all of the um personal stories uh you get a lot of emotions but i feel like it has a lot to do with lack of budget per episode and then it has a lot to do with the fact that they're looking for the longevity they're looking for the story to be prolonged as possible because that is what makes it successful it feels like yeah it feels like an afterthought uh for example what was the name was it like batwoman yeah that we've talked about this one before i can't go on about how how fast that dropped off for me i think it only took three episodes to five episodes i didn't even make it that far i thought it was really bad yeah and they were they were trying to make you 
they tried really hard to make you care about her as a person and i felt that was completely uninteresting so i just kind of like yeah no yeah you can't keep uh copying and pasting different versions of batman and then call it something new yeah um, that's... that's just my opinion <laughs> uh, we already have i don't know 50 batman storylines and then you're trying to in- introduce uh not only was the green arrow also a batman formula but you know then you have that girl and you're like that woman i think that's only le- <laughs> i think that's only legitimate when it's part of like the character's dna so a good uh so like a good version of that would be like a non-superhero version of that would be like Doctor Who. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like he basically comes back as like a different person. So you can kind of uh, like reincarnate him as like a different person. Maybe he's like a bit shorter, a bit taller. Maybe he's black, maybe he's white. That's kind of like in the DNA of the character to be something different each time. And then yeah. like a superhero example would be like, would be Green Lantern, you know, because the I'm not like super versed on that, but they're like, there are different versions of that, you know, of like, uh, right like because the, it's a full universe exactly of, or multiple universes of of a whole bunch of green lantern so i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. so that's okay that it's like if, if the guy's black or white or he, if he's an alien i don't think that's the problem but like batman is like historically speaking with respect to his history has a certain set of like features mm-hmm. and i don't really see the point in deviating too far from that and if you do deviate too far from that i think it would just be in the best interest of everyone to just create a new character yeah exactly with with a little more yeah you have to give me a unique perspective for sure um but some fun (laughs) critic reviews for jupiter's legacy uh the ultimate effect is a lot like watching the 2009 film julie and julia in that sense if you imagine that julia child could fly and shoot lasers out of her eye holes (laughs) that was a glenn weldon um Another one, this is a really good point, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the reason why I think that you're a lot of people are experiencing uh, Jupiter's legacy as not as good is exactly this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this other critic said, oh, to be that sad soul that debuts their adult superhero series right after Invincible. Do you know what Invincible is? No. So. I would say, oh, what was it? Okay, there, there, it just had came out recently. Uh, it is a cartoon animated series, and it's supposed to essentially be that classic coming of age with a whole new set. It's a whole new universe, essentially, with what I would like to call as off-brand superheroes in that there's, they have similar, you know, <laughs> I, know I can't help it. I, I thought it was the most, because there were similar superheroes. Like, I'm like, oh, well, the the main guy, he's invincible. That's his name. Uh... His name. He looks a lot like another character that's already been established in i believe the marvel universe mm-hmm. um but so like i thought I, I had gotten a little confused but it was fine anyway the whole series is so good it's it's actually insane like um and i can't give anything away so i can't really speak on the whole series because i feel uh. like they bring it up right away but it's definitely something to look into and honestly if this like i couldn't even watch invincible if it was uh live action it would be way too insane for me like uh the boys is another i was gonna show. say that yeah um i would Saw relate that. invincible to the boys in terms of the amount of violence that you're seeing in the show <laughs> uh like 
the boys was too much for me. I yeah, I didn't like so it many at all. Gory. Oh no, I, I like the storyline. I, I like the whole like the the A storyline and the B storyline. Um, the perspective is very unique. Uh, I've never thought about superheroes necessarily being the villains like because they've taken a position of power they can therefore abuse the power by x amount and whoever is the strongest is clearly going to be alpha in that situation so seeing the small interactions he had with both his image and his um his purpose in you know mm. what i mean like it that was insane i thought um, it was just kind of low-hanging fruit that's all really did you he, finish it no i saw enough of it by force because my wife wanted to watch it but your awesome wife wanted to watch yeah. it yeah that makes sense but like superhero- <laughs> i don't know i think it's just kind of lazy because it's like oh superheroes are bad now and that was pretty much it that was pretty much the, the whole plot i mean i know it gets much more complicated but that was the basic premise of the superheroes abusing their power and that in of itself that whole theme has been present through like most superheroes like you can't do that like you can't abuse your power like case in point uh like batman shouldn't kill like that's the one thing you can't do because that would be abuse of his power of his power or like you know you have spider-man you know with great power comes great responsibility and blah 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 so like this whole fact if you have to be responsible with your powers and not turn like not turn into like the, the beasts you fight basically uh has kind of always been there so i don't know I thought it was just, yeah. I think it was the point, though, that these people, they're, they're raised as superheroes. They're told they're special all their lives. Yeah. And then when they get the opportunity to be in the spotlight and they get the opportunity to be hailed as the top, like, what, seven superheroes in the entire mm-hmm. world, they get everything they ever wanted. So this company is essentially covering up any mistakes they ever made. Um, and in the very first episode, you know, you see the speedster run straight through this girl because he's abusing drugs. And he is, of course, of in his mind, there's no consequence because he's already done this probably a hundred times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the perspective of the everyday guy and watching him turn the wheels of saying oh superheroes never affected my life before villains have never affected my life before i've had a very even average life and then the minute that he loses somebody not due to a terrorist attack or any any disaster he's managed to live his life so well at this point that when she's gone due to a superhero his whole mind changes He's oh, nothing yeah, else to scene. live for. But see, that's that's the interesting storyline to me because he winds up taking advantage of these situations and he's had no training. He's mm-hmm. not special. And so he's constantly put in this position of not being threatening. Like he's able to get away with so much. And, and from that moment in the beginning, his his life is now completely entangled with taking down the actual bad guys anyway i am very passionate about the boys <laughs> i think it's a super crazy perspective and then there's just a lot more in season two that i would definitely recommend but uh going back to invincible uh it's a pretty quick watch honestly i think it's only um mm-hmm. Eight you know a couple episodes yeah. yeah so i'd say that one's definitely worth it it brings on the gore in the same way but luckily since it's uh it's since it's a tv i mean since it's a animated 
oh my gosh, I'm losing words today. Show. <laughs> yeah, show, then it'll be good. But uh, getting back to Jupiter's legacy as a, as a wrap up on that, um, I would definitely recommend it. I, I think that I would too. there's even small conversations that they have that are smart to me. Um, they're not like sometimes you'll see in games and quick script rights like for tv shows like for instance in the cw there's Mm -hmm. some redundant scenes in the conversations they have they say it just to fill time and i hate it i loathe a a terrible unrealistic conversation like if i ask you a question unless you're not hearing me you're not gonna repeat (laughs) what i just said back to you there's no reason to and when the actor just says it so casually i'm like do they hear themselves how many people is on this set right now that they can't just alter it a little bit? And, um, you know, the most fascinating part, like the B storyline in in Jupiter's Legacy was mm. actually more fascinating to me. Going back to like the 19, early 1900s, uh, like, yeah. oh, no, it was like right before 1930, I assume. It right? was That's- when like the depression hit in yes. 1929. Yeah. So that was really fascinating. And Mm. then the guy just losing his mind and then seeing in modern day how affected he is that if anybody goes against the code, they're not doing it justice, like to be a superhero. Um, I definitely say that the final episode left me not, it left me like, oh, this buildup wasn't exactly what I anticipated. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like there was a lot of clues to have led to the outcome and yeah, so it felt a lot. lackluster but um i still think it's worth it i think that if they get a second season which i don't know if that's official or not it is okay awesome i i think it'll be worth the watch uh, especially if it's only a couple episodes you know like <laughs> you know what really bothers me it, mm. it bothers me so much is when amazon and netflix say that they have like original series Mm-hmm. And, and you really get into it and then you find out that it's not actually original they just it's original in the sense that they paid to have it filmed but they didn't actually mm-hmm. create it um and so for a lot of these series it's like based on this book or based on this comic or yeah and i'd like to actually see like a real true original series that wasn't based on anything and i'm sure there are a couple of them from netflix but they're real you know the they're like their best series are just based on like books that have already been written and so in that sense, I just feel kind of cheated when they caught like original series because it's not original. It's just, you know, you just paid to have it filmed. Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I also don't think it's terrible to, I mean, they're just, in my mind, these studios and everything, they're just going out purchasing as many books and comics. They're and, lazy. You know, I, yeah, I, I would say that they're they're not willing to take a chance on something that hasn't already been proven to be successful. So if they yeah. take a best-selling book, it already has a following and mm-hmm. it's a nice base. So, I mean, it's more about structure. I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with you just because, I mean, it still takes mm. writers to, I mean, look at the success that Twilight brought. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a very, that, that really helped me as a person. Um <laughs> I mean, it was just so successful. <laughs> I liked the sequel to Twilight. That was even better. Oh my gosh. You tried to get beat up. You're lucky you're, uh, how far away are you? Yeah. <laughs> Thousands <laughs> of miles. <laughs> I couldn't really relate to Twilight because like the supernatural nature of it. So when they turned it into, you know, Fifty Shades, it was, you know, it hit closer to home. 
but oh yeah. man uh so i oh i guess before we wrap up and stuff mm-hmm. i have one more topic to bring up i know we didn't get to one of the ones that you named but uh yeah, it's okay. my my beautiful wonderful cute little niece had uh texted me after listening to some of our podcast episodes and she wanted us to bring up well she specifically mentioned you know um witchcraft however i think that in general she may mean just uh uh spirituality uh because that's how i would describe it i i that's a buzzword what is spirituality (laughs) so real quick why don't you go ahead and let uh what is your opinion on spirituality sure it's a meaningless word that people use when they don't want to say they're religious (laughs) because it, it's it, it's such a because it's Snap. such a it's such a vague and broad word that mm. no one has ever really been able to define and i believe it's like the precursor to being religious so if someone says for example they're i don't know they belong to a certain religion then they'll say i'm this and that but if they say like yeah i don't really believe or i don't really you know want to belong to a religion and i believe in the afterlife and reincarnation and all that fun jazz then they kind of say like i'm spiritual but to me that doesn't really have much of a meaning so i know i know what people mean by that when they say that yeah but it doesn't give me like a concrete definition so if someone says for example they're christian i can i can kind of understand like where they're going what they believe this and that i know the direction sure. but if someone says they're spiritual that could just be anything like that's so it's such a broad word blanket term yeah yeah like non-denominational i don't know what that means no that's no <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me so it's like okay <laughs> but yeah because i used to describe myself having grown up in churches all my life uh i used uh we landed on a church that described themselves as non-denominational so it's like a non-denominational christian it's uh a christian belief that only uses the bible as a like 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 life lessons uh but not verbatim so it's they're not looking at the script and saying this is how you have to live it's more like oh these are just examples um for how you could be living your life or to give you a different perspective um but it's not uh you know a- anything like that i is, still call uh, that a denomination that's not- like saying like neutral isn't a position you know like you're either <laughs> you're either for or against something no you say like i'm i'm like i'm neutral but that's still a position to take you know, so it still belongs like to the That's trifecta. Fair. Yeah. And so I view non-denominational as a denomination in that sense. Well, uh, so. <laughs> but let's, let's be on the point. You're going to let everybody know your stance? What, me? I'm not religious. Yeah. You're the opposite of religious. <laughs> 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 you're, you're, you, you believe in, uh what people love after love love after love time time after time um (laughs) well for me i i honestly would say that i'm spiritual and that i lean towards you know um i i definitely believe that witches have a power and i would loosely call myself a kitchen witch in that i believe (laughs) that's a term i didn't know that (laughs) okay uh like i guess it's just the affinity in which you would specialize like not Mm -hmm. every witch is the same and some people create their own craft and some other people 
follow it more directly to the terminology that said pre like that's already pre-established hmm. um so i mean like i've met people who are like oh i'm just a dark witch or oh i'm a green witch um like i identify more with um hmm. you know but for me specifically it's because i believe that food inherently has a power and that you can make remedies and things of that nature out of your kitchen and you can invoke a level of power with that result and mm-hmm. so i just believe that it's i mean and i'm not wrong in that if you look at nutrition and food that you can go out there and you could just gather what you need <laughs> you could go hunting for your own you know wild green onions and you could go harvest potatoes and like recognize plants and i mean it really comes down to um wanting to connect with um earth and what it has to offer and you know Hmm. Uh, start foraging like foraging is definitely um something that i want to specialize in whether it be an actual job or not is a different conversation but you can look for for truffles yeah that's uh you know as a profession being a forager can can get you up to a thirty thousand dollar a year salary i've already clocked it on google (laughs) (laughs) i find it very fascinating like going uh oh my gosh what was it i had a friend in california uh she was about to go into the store and she sees these people buying pine cones at a like i want to say just as a general like a visual it's like a home goods or something like that like Mm -hmm. they're they're out there paying $15 for a mesh netted maybe 10 pine cones and she literally it took her a moment to where she had to like go back out the store look to the right and the left where there's pine trees and realize that there's like pine cones just like on the floor but these people would rather go to a store and just pay for them and I remember that I believe she had a conversation with them, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe she worked there. Who knew? Mm. <laughs> Who knows? This is an mm. old story. But the reasoning behind it was that the pine cones were clean. Oh, that's why blessed. they would. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, they've been <laughs> blessed by the retail store. No, and it was just the point that uh, you know, uh, she, she's just like, oh, they would rather pay because it's just packaged nicely that they they're just like oh but i don't have to clean the pine cones myself so it's like oh somebody's out there collecting these pine cones and i can subscribe to that packaging so it's just like yeah you could create a whole business off of just foraging like people would rather pay for um bundles of branches for decor than like go outside and just do it themselves which is insane but it's just like well clearly there's a market there for natural products that can just be sold to stores and it's just so silly they we just make a business off of collecting branches anyway (laughs) i tried Jaden. i love you (laughs) i hope you hear my shout out (laughs) we'll continue next week yeah absolutely (laughs) talking about talking about fun stuff talk about ghosts next episode yeah we're gonna talk about (laughs) you're gonna bring some ghost stories i have a few i can tell you but i'll say it next week sounds good (laughs) all right well this has been fun i always enjoy talking to you my friends and you have a good week you too Bye. bye